Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. You're listening to a Score North podcast right now. And if you're a business owner, so are your customers. In fact, I could be talking about your business right now, telling the tens of thousands of loyal fans about you and sending them to your business. Find out how you can partner with your favorite Score North podcast. Visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Fill out the form and we'll get in touch with you quickly. Once Phil, Judd, Declan, or others start talking about your company, you'll be amazed at how many fans start showing up. So visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. All right, Royce Unchained, presented by Josh Arnold, investment consultant, Mr. Money Talk. Uh, Pat is our spring training consultant down there in Florida. You've already been to the ballpark this morning. Yes, I was there early, 8 o'clock. I was, the media gates open at 8. I was there before the guy who opens the media gates opened up. So wow. I wanted to go Lazy. And, uh, I was going to go in and talk to the four catchers who are spring training invites. Uh, always the hardest working guys in camp with little yeah. reward. They get to warm up a whole lot of pitchers and then hope they get two at bats before they get sent across <laughs> the parking lot. So uh, now they don't work them quite as hard as they used to though, because there used to be like maybe three of them and they, they just, they warmed up like eight different pitchers every day. Right now they give them like two pitchers a day to warm up. So it's an easier job than it used to be, but the reward is pretty much the same. Uh, two ABs, see you later, you know? So. Yeah. Thanks for your service. <laughs> yes, that's right. So, so what great, but uh, Phil Babe Roof was there today, showed up 63rd spring training for the, uh, the great catcher. He and Blyleben were walking out together uh, and Babe, Babe Roof was a very good catcher when Burke Blylevin was pitching back then. He was okay. Very good. He caught him. He caught him a lot. So uh, Babe Roof, but Babe Roof, if you've ever been down here for uh, spring training, Phil, you have, and yeah. uh, he was a great BP thrower because until he was like seventy-five, he was throwing BP, and he could throw these wonderful cookies right in the middle of the plate. I saw Vargas and Snow damaging buildings when he was pitching BP one day. Snow almost hit the school across the highway. And uh, Vargas, left-handed, kept hitting the ball off the roofs of those buildings over there, those office buildings. Yeah. They loved it didn't really get you ready for big league pitching, but it got your confidence up that you could hit a ball 450 feet. So Yeah, yeah. I think, you know, if, if we, we should do like a – we should do like a Mount Rushmore of great twins batting practice players who were not quite as good in real life. Danny Valencia was one for oh, me. Danny yes, Valencia yeah. could hit a ball into a, any parking lot you wanted to in a batting practice session. Yeah, those early batting practice sessions where they weren't, you know, back in the day when the staff was much smaller and they weren't monitoring everything. You know, some guy just go over there and throw BP and there'd be, you know, five or six early guys and just hit the ball as far as they possibly could. It was. Yeah. Uh, it was always uh, it was always fun to see uh, that kind of BP. Now you got I don't think the BP pitchers are you don't have as many guys can throw that cookie right down the middle of the plate every time. And I mean, 
got anybody they going to the home run contest if you were a twin you should have taken phil roof with you for years you know because <laughs> he you know the the secret of all those home run contests is who your pitcher is right yeah, yeah. it is 100 percent. Yeah. yeah yeah i mean the guy that the guy that you when you have to take a pitch, that's not your fault. That's the other guy's fault. That's the pitcher's fault. And you're on a clock, right? You're on a clock yeah. in the home run derby. Yeah. Tom yeah. Kelly was good, right? Yeah, he was good. Real he good BP good. pitcher. Greatest picture of him ever was the one throwing BP with the cigar hanging out of his little cigar yep. stub of the cigar hanging out of his mouth. That was uh, he's ne- he's next. Is that the one where he's next to the jugs machine in yeah. the metronome? Yeah. Yeah, that could have been that one. Yeah, he was. Okay. Uh, they were, well, you know who else was good? Quillacy was good because there was one year, 75, he had, there were three coaches. Uh, Quillacy was the manager. Buck Rogers was the pitching coach, bullpen coach. Ralph Rowe was an old guy who didn't throw BP. Vern Morgan was an old guy who throw, did throw BP. BP. Bob. Buck Rogers and Frank Willis, he threw a thousand innings apiece in BP. And they get Jerry Terrell, who was an extra infielder. He'd throw BP too. Now, if you look, we travel two BP pitchers and there are two bullpen catchers. Oh, yeah. Now on the staff, not counting the coaches, you know. So it's a little better staff than used to be the case. Yeah, I got to imagine is. bullpen catchers got to be like one of the coolest jobs. Like if your oh, yeah. your job is just to catch bullpens, I got I would love that. Yes. Nate, Do- Nate, it was Nate Dahman, the long time. Yeah, um... Nate's Nate's got the position now, right? Hank Conger is the official catching coach, but he coaches first base too. Yep. But Nate is out in the bullpen now. Yeah, they uh, they moved him out. Hey, what a meteor! What a meteoric, not a meteoric, a slow, long climb. But they trust the hell out of him. He was the guy. He was the guy for years who told them whether to uh, challenge something or not, right? Didn't he oh, Nate, oh, Nate was sitting back there on the yeah. tablet, you know? Yeah, yeah. And uh, are they, what they've changed the rules on that, right? They only give you 15 seconds. Right, that's, why that, that's why that guy's not as important as the used Sean Harlan was the first, right? Yes. Yeah, Sean was. Uh, but they, they, they moved Sean aside to uh, let Nate do it. So Sean, okay. must have missed, Sean must have missed one or two or something. I don't know. <laughs> I don't no, know. not Sean. Sean not Sean. Sean. Sean was a great guy. He uh, he he took care of us media types, which is good. We got yep. yeah, we got twins have always had good PR. So yeah. as far as working with the press, that's for sure. Yeah. So yeah. So what are we? Uh, what are we still doing? Good Morning America. Have we have we continued? So like the Tom Kelly back in the day would do this no. convoluted infield, you know, six no, balls flying I, all over the place. I, I have not seen it. I think that, uh, I think that everything from that generation is gone. We got so many people working with, you know, I saw them going out this morning for the pre-workout meeting. There had to be 25 guys going, I mean, some with iPads, coaches, everything. I mean, yeah, a little upgrade from when Billy Gardner had himself and Padres and two other guys and, you know, and Wayne Hathaway. It's a little different than it used to be. That's for sure. Yeah, we were. Hey, we were talking earlier this week. We've touched on this a little bit with you. We talked about the starting staff, but we kind of like the bullpen. Not yeah. not a lot of household names, but they go get they go get the lefty from Miami. 
And you got you got so Funderburk is now your third lefty behind yes. Thielbar and then the Miami lefty. But they've got some arms. They they were I think they were tops in the league in strikeout rate last year as a bullpen. They replace Emilio Pagan uh, with a couple interesting arms. So if 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 Duran stays healthy at the at the end, I don't know. We this show kind of likes the bullpen, I guess, Pat. Yeah, well they've they've certainly thrown a lot of resources at it. What is interesting though is. You know, you think about them running that St. Paul shuffle back and forth, but a lot of these guys are stuck, right? Because they're they'd have to go through waivers again if you send them down. I mean, some about three or four of these guys are big leaguers who they claimed on waivers, and if once if they're in St. Paul and you want to bring them back, they got to go through waivers again, don't they? I think they do. So it's it's not going to be as easy to run the Chris Archer shuffle as it used to be when they. Uh, when he'd give you three and a third, and then he'd have to bring two relievers over from St. Paul. That's not you, you're really you're really valuable in the, in as a reliever these days if you have options so they can run you back four or five. I think the limit's five times, right? A year. And, uh, uh, is it is it five? Not yeah. Well, there's yeah, it's complicated because there's like se- there's season options, but then there's like in season yeah options yeah. now too, right? And you could only I think last year they switched it to you could only recall a guy. Five times. Okay. <laughs> so, uh, so when yeah. when you say someone's out of options, it could mean that because there's the there's the like you have to once you hit like three seasons worth of being optioned, then you're whatever it is, then you're out of options. Yes. But then there's in the middle of a season if you've been optioned x amount of times. Yeah. Well, I don't know though. Maybe I'm wrong. I th- but I thought if you, I thought if you got if you were claimed on waivers and you got sent back then you couldn't do the shuffle back and forth it just come back to the big leagues you you had to uh you had to go through waivers uh, i'll have to check on that I, the, I, the other thing they're cracking down on i don't know if you guys saw it was that the the mets old general manager got suspended yeah. for fudging in, now every team does this but like there was a couple yeah. pitchers for the mets that were pretty vocal just like openly talking to the media about how Someone pulled a clip of a Mets pitcher who was struggling saying, I don't know what we're going to do. We, I, I don't want to do yeah. the fake DL thing, but yeah. I guess the the Mets were sloppy with it and yeah. uh, they got, they got slapped. Yes. That's uh you, you have to have the guy on board when you invent the injury for him. Yeah. to send him yeah. So, so uh, yeah, you know, the other thing that's happening that I was not aware of, they, uh, this season, I think, you can only have 175 players in your organization. I think there's a new. Oh, we're cracking down on that one. There's huh? a new thing on, uh, I, and I'm not sure. Does that include the all the 16 year old Latin kids over right. at the Dominican camp or not? I'll have to check. Well, they've. Too. I mean, the, we're now in the era now, like as of what four years ago, where you everyone has the same number of minor league affiliates because yes. some some organizations used to have an extra used one. to have an, an extra one in there somewhere. So you can yes. so each roster is capped at a certain amount of players. So yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, but here's what I was thinking. Really? Do you want to eliminate opportunity in baseball when you're competing with all these other sports for for the 16-year-old great athlete? Don't you want to It's financial wanna, Pat. Don't yeah, I know it is, but don't you want to keep okay. So what no, so they what want to make more money? Guys, 
Yeah, I mean, they might want to make more money, but if you're losing, a, you know, if you're somehow letting a couple of great athletes slip through the cracks, that's not worth it, losing the money. So. You don't think baseball thinks like that, though? I'm, I'm not sure that baseball's as logical as that. No, no. I think they think like, that they're pretty pretty powerful still. I, I don't think they get a lot of this, if, if it costs them. If it doesn't cost getting, them, I think they're uh, fine with it. Rule changes don't getting, cost them. They're getting a pretty good uh, lesson in uh, – how valuable they are, though, with this collapse of the, uh, of the, uh, you know, the regional television networks and how they haven't been able to come up with a solution to that. I mean, they're they're powerful in the sense that they they got they got product 162 days of product, but the ratings are even if you know when you talk about regional TV and the Twins are playing good and they're doing a four, uh, you know, if the Vikings. If the Vikings have a, a exhibition game on, they're doing a twelve or something. So uh, it's uh, they TV wise, it's it's. I mean, what the NFL just do? One hundred thirteen million. Is that right? Viewers, it was like one hundred twenty three, right? It was the largest audience ever to watch, and that's now they must have figured out a way to to uh, count streaming, huh? Are they counting streaming now or not? They, I they did it, think it they did does. They did it a little separately because that press release that came out because the Super Bowl was streamed on Paramount Plus because it was a CBS oh, year right. of the Super Bowl. So the Paramount Plus Super Bowl stream was the most watched live stream, they said, ever. Wow. That, mm-hmm. Is that counting the 100? So they threw that into the 120 or whatever it was. So I, yeah. I suppose. Hey, actually, hey, hey, real quick, Pat, we have an up. So, guys, I quizzed you on this a couple days ago. Somebody updated the Wikipedia rankings for most watched television broadcasts in U.S. history. If you take away Super Bowls, so Super Bowls make up almost everything. And then there's there's the MASH finale from 1983, which had a hunt. That's the that is still the most watched non sporting event Mm -hmm. in American television history. Uh, they've added a couple more in here in the last couple days. I'm going to give you this list here. So Gulf War coverage from January 16, 1991 had 86 million viewers across multiple mm-hmm. networks. That's when uh, that's when the NHL was having its all-star game and they got interrupted in the third period for a uh, Pentagon briefing. We were all uh, we were all into the uh, into the war that year. So. Yeah. And then uh, we had two presidential debates. Clinton versus Trump in 2016 had 84 million. Carter versus Reagan in 1980 had 81 million viewers across multiple networks. Holy cow. I never realized that Hillary and Trump did that much business. So it's a lot of of ratings right there. And then we've got the, the Dallas whodunit episode, the Cheers finale. The uh, the '94 figure skating drama from the Winter oh, Olympics. I was there. Tanya I Hardy. was there, man. I was there in the. Yeah, you were in the press conference. I was at the press. I I, I made uh, I made some various TV shows in the yeah, press. Conference. You did. You made a thirty Contem- for thirty. I think contemplating the BS that I was being fed. Yeah, it and looked then, like that. Uh, but uh, I was there when Tanya skated over and showed her, showed the judges her shoelaces and was crying and we're all going this is too good to be true yeah. <laughs> it was unbelievable <laughs> it was great uh jay wiener always told me the story about uh when that when 
when Nancy got hit with the pipe and they were all in all the figure skating guys were there and they were all in the press room then because nobody was just practicing and somebody came and somebody rushed in and said somebody hit Nancy Kerrigan with a pipe and they all said Tanya (laughs) they all all knew Tanya's they knew blue collar friends were uh, were uh, a different breed of cat by the way one of the great movies of the last 10 years, Tanya. I, well, I, I, Tanya. I, Tanya. I, Tanya. Fantastic. Fantastic. Allison Janey. Greatest, greatest mom in the history yeah. of television. God, she was, I mean, in the movie, dumb. she was fantastic. I think she did win the sporting actress, right? Yeah. Even though, even though she carried the whole damn thing. So anyway, yeah, we're, uh, we're, uh, we got a lot of arms, that's for sure. And the bullpen, yeah, the bullpen's going to be good. That's why I think they ought to let Louis Varlin try to be a starter for a while here because they're going to need him there. We can't go back to the, you know, they they, they taught themselves a lesson. You got to have starters who pitch innings. That's why they were good last year. You can't be, you can't repeat 2022. You're going to end up right back where you were, what, 78 and 84 or something like that. Did right. we get clarity from Rocco on Buxton or in, in any of the issues going into spring training? I haven't even seen Buck around, so uh, okay. I don't know. No. I haven't seen Sorry. him. He wasn't, has been, you know, they don't have to report till Sunday. I haven't seen him in the clubhouse. Maybe he was, maybe he's on the backfields. I don't know. I think he's been around, but I, I haven't seen him. So uh, I, I don't think we start. I don't think we start. How's Buck look until Sunday at least? So. Okay. And then we'll then we'll find out. And so Monday, when's the first full full squad workout? Monday? I think Sunday. 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 Okay. Because yeah. I, I found out something when they they everybody still calls it reporting date, but actually, whenever they say reporting, that's the first day of workouts. So you know, yesterday was the first day of workouts instead of reporting day, but the old okay. terminology is still used reporting day. And, and they, we have and, no visa problems as at as at this point. What? We don't have the traditional Caesar Tovar Memorial visa problem. We always have a visa what problem. Happened? I don't know. Part of baseball. It's right of passage. I, I know it is. We don't have any. It's, uh, it's you know, it's uh, somebody reminded me. I said that Caesar Tovar always had a, you know, a, a visa problem when I was, you know, when I was a kid, while I covered it, not covering the twins, following the twins. But he, another guy who always had a visa problems. Al Williams. Remember Al Williams, the pitcher from Nicaragua? Yeah. He always had visa Did he have visa too. problems? He's the guy that supposedly <laughs> fought against the Sandinistas, right? Was he fought against wow. the Sandinistas? I forgot about that. Yes, he was. One of Billy Gardner's tasteful, tasteful remarks after Al went about two and a third and spit the bit. Billy said, I can tell you when they were fighting the Sandinistas, he was hiding in the cave. Oh, <laughs> he's not... Not another, a foxhole guy. Not another fo- quote you couldn't use from Billy Gardner. <laughs> oh. Certainly certainly not the same thing, but I will say, I applied for a passport renewal, and I got it in two weeks. It took mm-hmm. no time. I thought that <laughs> sucker was going to be there for months. Got yeah. it back in two weeks. So maybe they're so on top of their inter- game right international, now. Uh, yeah. international departments are snappy right well, now. Well, they have a, you know, they have full-time staff members now that work with the Latin American players to make sure that they're – they're uh, getting their passports. I saw Johan. Uh, Yo, uh, oh, Johan Duran. Okay. I saw him walk through the clubhouse today. Oof. 
he looks man he's in good shape ready to throw a hundred let's hope that uh God. let's hope nothing happens to him because uh that's to me that's all the difference i mean you had alex Calame ruin a season you had emilio pagan <laughs> ruin a season and you won last year because you had a guy blow what three saves he, he gave us some it, adventures later in the year it makes but, a difference yeah, it makes a difference yeah. And in the playoffs too, you know, you're getting in yeah. these close games and it's, you got yeah. these, you got these lineups, you're going through the heart of a lineup. Do you have a guy that can shut her down? The Astros yeah. always do. Yes. And uh, this, to me, he was their MVP last year. He didn't, uh, he didn't get the votes. Who did he vote for? Sonny Gray, I guess, got it. So twins MVP. Anyway. Yeah. Sonny Gray, Sonny right? Yes. I, I wouldn't, I, I would have went with Duran, but uh, that's, that's the way it goes. But yeah. he's, uh, you know, you know, you recall it was only what three years ago that he pitched fifteen innings because he had a some kind of an ailment, right? They were on mm-hmm. one summer where he only pitched fifteen innings. So, good health for him is very important. Yeah. Um, just back to the uh, the TV wormhole here, you guys. I have now found a list. This is right up Pat's alley. I have now found a list of the highest rated TV series by year in American television history. Ooh. Can you, all right, Pat, when did you start watching TV consciously? Uh, I think we got our first TV in 54, maybe okay. 55. We were one of, we were like the fifth or sixth family in Fulda to have a TV to get KELO channel 11. And my old man had a tower up to bring it in that could have knocked down airplanes. It was <laughs> wow. Lightning for one for one station and it was an old black and white tube filco with a screen about it as big as my head. Yeah. So, well, and what's funny about that era is, you know, the, like the top rated TV series were doing 60 shares because there was only oh, like yeah. three channels, right? Yeah. I love Lucy had to be the number one for like eight years. Didn't it? That was the number one show when you were, when you first got your TV. Uh, so it was I Love Lucy from 52 through 57. But then there was one one show. So these are like C- series, yeah. the number one series. Yeah. There was one show that broke up the I Love Lucy dynasty in 1955, 56. What? what? The Honeymooners? The $64,000 question. Oh, oh really? that, yeah. that was rigged, right? It was rigged. But then <laughs> Charles Van Dorn was uh, the, the scandal that revolved around right. Charles Van Dorn. They were feeding him the answers. And that was that was a that was bigger than any political scandal. We were very <laughs> upset at Charles <laughs> Van Dorn. How was it? Was Hit Parade ever the winner there? Uh, where's time. Bonanza? Uh, yeah. But so ben- Bonanza had a nice dynasty from 1964 through 67. After Gunsmoke and the Beverly Hillbillies took over wow. the number one. Yeah, you guys watch well, some bad TV, Roycey. You know who I? Uh, who was I talking to? Who's? Uh, I think it's Austin Martin's uh, fiance or his, almost fiance. Her, her, she's got kind of a old hokey name, and her last name's Clampett. I said, "Oh, <laughs> Jed Clampett's." Uh... She could have been in the Beverly Hillbillies. <laughs> wow! <laughs> Wait, did you say almost fiance? Did he? Uh... I don't. I don't think. Are you, they, are you no, spilling the beans here? He's with her, but he isn't. I don't think he's. Uh, I think he's, he hasn't ponied up the ring yet. I don't. He doesn't have the ring yet. Okay. No. So I don't want you to spoil the surprise if if yeah. he told you, you know, that he's. No. No, but she I, watches too. 
He's gonna he's gonna hit a, a walk-up homer and propose. And he, I mean, he they could be the Beverly Hills Billy's family because his mother's name is Daisy. Okay. <laughs> wow. And he's in, he's almost engaged to a clampet that's right out of <laughs> right out of it's right out of Beverly Hills Billy's. He can laugh about it. He said. Not only is her first name Daisy, her middle name's Esther. Yeah. <laughs> so, wow. wow. Daisy Esther Clampett. Daisy Esther. No, she's not Clampett. She's, uh, I don't know. She's got some other last name. Oh, okay, Clampett's, Clampett's the girlfriend. Got it, got it, got it. Yeah. Anyway. So, well, I'm glad we, uh, I'm glad we covered a lot of ground here today. Pat, yes. we'll, do it, we'll do it again tomorrow. Royce All Unchained. Right. All right. See you. See you All right. See you, Pat. Uh, by the way, a shout out to our friends at Zero Res, helping to deep clean our homes here if if all you really do is vacuum and light dusting maybe it's time to call zero res and ask for the score north special which is three rooms zero resified starting at just 119 dollars and a free hallway also take 75 dollars off when you get your air ducts zero res clean that's 9520 res or zero res and say you want the score north special spell it forward or backwards it spells the same zero res